Good morning. I'm Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Well, we have in our studio today one of Seton Hall's standout leaders, uh, Miss Crystal Dickinson, who is a Seton Hall graduate and an accomplished actor and as our as our in-studio guest today. Crystal, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, uh, when my wife uh, first gave me that Seton Hall promotion uh, about a Seton Hall grad um, who's on Broadway, I was like, wow, I didn't realize that some of our uh, Seton Hall grads had made it to Broadway. So it's a pleasure to have you on the program. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, actually, when I, when I attended Seton Hall, there was no theater program. There was just communications. And um, I uh, met a wonderful professor, Deirdre Yates, who basically helped me to shape my career and and coached me to go to what's called um, ERDAS. It's a residential theater association where you audition for a number of schools. It's like the draft for actors. If I, that's the oh, best really? way I can describe okay. it. Okay. So, you know, you, you have two pieces and you learn them and you audition with them and a host of schools. Well, two, two schools will see you and if they like your work, you get passed on and then the entire um, constituency of, you know, some mm -hmm. 60 to uh, 60 schools will see you and then you go to their hotel room and they tell you about their program and tell you what they could offer you and so yeah it's very much like wow. a draft like, like a draft yeah. now if I understand correctly um, you're a communications major here at Seton Hall no actually I was an elementary education major okay elementary ed in English okay um, and African American uh, history minor. Okay. So I had really no intention <laughs> of teaching. <laughs> of being an, no, of being an actor. Oh, okay. I thought I, I, thought I would teach um, elementary school. I really did. And then I met this professor and, you know, I started doing plays here. Mm -hmm. um, I did plays in high school, but I particularly started here because they did a play called The Colored Museum written by George C. Wolfe. And um, to my knowledge, it was the first play with all students of color that they were going to do in the school's history. That's true, because when I was here, uh, my roommate, Mike Mahan, a uh, white gentleman, um, he was uh, always in the school plays, and uh, he always tried to get me to school, but I just never had an, an uh, uh, interest in it. Um, but I would go see him, but yeah, I, I never did see any of uh, folks of color. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that, that pretty much... Um, um, well, it got me really excited about it. Deirdre, she she said to us the first day of rehearsal, she said, you know, I don't know much about Af African-American culture, but I, I would love to learn, and I'd love for you guys to learn from me. And it was just a A great collaboration. Oh, it was great. And we sold out every single performance of wow. that show. Very nice. Yeah. And you know what? And that's something here at Seton Hall. We can do a better job. We have a lot of thing, great things going up on this campus. Mm -hmm. But the reach out to the local community uh, and the Essex County community, is, it, it could be a lot better. I think so. Yeah. I because, so. I, you know, I was living right here in South Orange and I missed it. Yeah. So I, I'm it, sorry I missed it. Yeah. It's a lot. Of, it was, well, when I was here, I really enjoyed the work that we were able to do. And so I, I continued to do plays with Deirdre, but still not thinking... I was going to study acting that I just I honestly had to tell you I didn't know people did that. <laughs> I just didn't know you could go to school and do that until right. I met this woman. And when it got time for me to graduate, I'm all she said, "Okay, what are you going to do?" I said, "I'm going to teach kindergarten." <laughs> right, said, right, right. "No, you're not going to teach, teach kindergarten. kindergarten. You're insane. You're going to learn and you're going to go to school and study." And I said, "Oh, okay." 
So she took out her own personal time to meet with me when she could, right. classrooms, wherever, right. and coach me and actually drove me to New York City to the audition. Really? Waited wow. outside the door. Okay. Yeah. And she is still a mentor um, to me today. That's beautiful. Very much. Stay in contact. And when I got my first Broadway show, she was the second person I called. I called my parents first and her Of course. Second. Of course. Of mm-hmm. course. I have to meet her. Yeah, she's wonderful. She's, you, the, head of, she's the head of the theater department now. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Because uh, as I told you, my 16-year-old uh, daughter is an aspiring actress. And mm-hmm. uh, she just got cast in the school play Cats. As one of the uh, was the mango, <laughs> yeah, one of the cat, but she's got she's got one of the, the lead parts. Oh, that's wonderful! Yeah, that's so. wonderful. But um, and and then from there, um, you audition. And, and what school did you attend? So I wind up going to the University of Illinois in Champaign Urbana. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was there for three years, and it was very eye opening. Mm-hmm. I knew very little about the actual craft of acting. Okay. I was um, I guess it was what I had what you call raw talent. Right. Right. And um. But I learned a lot of technical things there that were quite helpful to me. Okay. And, and that's where you get your, your Master's of Fine Arts. That's where I got my Master's. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Now, if I understand on your um, your CV that you've also trained in London. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh-huh. let's, let's talk about while, while that. While I was um, in school, I, well, I thought, you know, I was 25 years old, and I said to myself, I said, oh, you're 25, you never left the country. Didn't you? It just didn't seem right. You yeah. know, it seemed like mm-hmm. at some mm-hmm. point uh, you got to expand. Mm-hmm. Your, your what you what you see and what mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and how you interact with the world. Yeah. So I just wanted to go somewhere and do something that I'd never w- done. And what before. better place for theater but London? Yeah, yeah. So I studied at the London Academy of Music. Uh, um, yeah, London Academy of Music and Dramatic Arts. And um, and that was after your MFA. That was during it. So oh, I during went it. In oh. Between. Yeah. Okay. You can, they have programs where you could go away for a year or you could go away for okay. a summer. Uh-huh. So that's what I did. I went away for a summer and studied Shakespeare. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It was great. But, and um, it's also wonderful to see how um, in that culture, in, 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 uh, in that culture, they really value, well, the arts are, it's not an exclusive thing as, as it is here, mm. um, you know, where you got to have $100 to see yeah. a play. Right. Um, in London, I found they, there's the, the famous Globe Theater, and they have mm-hmm. you know, their seats mm-hmm. where you – they're not seats, but there's – they call the groundlings, which you literally stand and watch right. the entire show. Cool. And that would cost you eight yeah. bucks. Uh-huh. So you could – you know, so right. there was a range from, you know, you could That's be right. standing to you could be up in the box seats right. like the Queen. Right. You know, which would cost you. But it was really a thing – theater seems seemed to me – to be a uh, thing for everyone. Yes. Where, um, yes. Whereas here, it can have an exclusivity attached to it that I don't quite care for. Right. Well, you know, uh, I, I travel to London quite a bit uh, for, for for my business, and I try to catch a play every time that I'm there. Mm-hmm. And uh, a colleague of mine, uh, industry colleague, John Tagler, um, he says, oh, Darrell, um, it's sold out, but we can get some standing tickets. You want to stand? I'm like, sure, let's stand, you know. And you're right, it was very inexpensive. Yeah. Very, as Relative, compared to yeah. what what we have here, my husband, um, he's also an actor. And we mm-hmm. were he he really he's he keeps abreast of everything. And he said now that um, the Book of Mormon average ticket price is over two hundred dollars. That's mm. an average ticket price. Wow. You know. Wow. And that's just, I mean, it's a great show and people love it, but it's still there's still something about that. Like, what about people who really would like to see it? You know, mm-hmm. or be interested in theater. What is it about acting 
that you love? Because unfortunately, folks, I'm sitting here with Crystal and she is just like a beam of light. You (laughs) can just feel the the positive energy coming from her. What is it about acting that, that... that, that you love. That you asked me that because um, I was just um, doing a ten day workshop at this great place in New York City called um, New Dramatists, and they mm-hmm. foster um, up and coming playwrights. And I'd say a good majority of the players that they foster have become Pulitzer Prize winners, Tony winners. Um, mm-hmm. So they had this ten day workshop where they let uh, dir- um, let playwrights either start from scratch working on a play, or maybe it's something that they're developing, and they asked at the end for reflection about the, the 10 days and I, and I bought, I was harking back to a moment actually here when I was here at school. Mm-hmm. I did a play called A Piece of My Heart and there's a scene where um, I am explaining to the audience how I, I wanted my superior, I played an officer, a military officer and, I, and I exp- I'm explaining that I was trying to tell my superior to make this certain decision and the superior did not want to listen to me because I was a black woman. And I knew that. And there was a moment while on stage I'm telling this story, and for a second I, I realized that people were listening. And that was, it was, you know, I'm, it's kind of a surreal moment because you're like in your body and you're out of your body. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking, everybody in here, here's what I'm saying. And that could actually change how they think. Yes, yes. You know? Yes. So it was that moment, I mm-hmm. think, that, that really... Well, I don't think it made me decide to be an actor, but that is what I love about acting. Mm-hmm. That some that you can perform and you can, you know, play a role. Make that and, connection. And make that connection yeah. with, you know, with hundreds of people right. at a time or thousands right. of people. It right. just depends. Right. Um, but that's possible. And you can get people to think differently and, and use your creativity to do that. Wow. And I love that about it. Wow. You know, this show is is about leadership, and something you you just said hit home, that you can influence people positively. Mm -hmm. And that's what leadership is all about. Mm -hmm. Um, What type of vehicles do you look for um, to showcase your talent? Um, I'm really drawn to, as I told you, I was at... um, African-American history minor mm-hmm. and um, when I was in high school I, was re- I really got turned on by um, just learning more about African-American uh, history and culture and how that interacts with American culture at large right and so I think a lot of the things that I choose have some kind of history base to them yes. even if it's a comedy like the show I did on Broadway um, Clybourne Park it was and you were in that and I, <laughs> and I, I was you know what my, my, my good friend John Tagler who um, sees every play yeah. He said to me, Darrell, you got to see Clybourne Park. You got to see. And because of my schedule, I, I, I couldn't get it worked out sure. with my wife. But you were in that. I was in that. Wow. Yeah, it was just a, it was one of those I, things where it, it really marries. I mean, you're laughing, but there's also this, this, you know, it asks you to think about how you think about race and, and, and um, how you see the world. And yes. So yes. I love plays that can do that. So and, and the play I just did um, uh, about two and a half months ago called All the Way, which mm-hmm. is going to Broadway. Mm-hmm. And it's um, starring Brian Cranston, who is um, the lead actor in the Breaking Bad series. Yes. Uh, oh, really? Oh, okay. okay. He plays Lyndon Johnson, and it's a story about mm-hmm. Lyndon Johnson trying to get the Civil Rights Bill passed. Okay. Um, my husband, Brandon Durden, plays the um, 
plays Martin Luther King, and I played Coretta Scott King. Now, but you were supposed to I be supposed in that, to. but there's a bigger production <laughs> yes, going on. Yes, I'm having a baby, so that, that changed things a little bit. So I was able to do the initial run, and, but not the Broadway, Broadway run, but my husband will be doing it. That's and, it. It and, and your husband's name is? Brandon Durden. Oh, excellent. We're going to make sure that, that yeah. we give him a shout out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so it's a, a, you know, again, it's the same kind of themes, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's mostly what I'm drawn to because I like I said I like I like the idea of theater being able to transform and make people think and mm-hmm. so I think I'm typically drawn to things that do that wonderful mm-hmm. outstanding mm-hmm. outstanding and so um, the baby is due April 1st April, April Fool's Day <laughs> <laughs> and um, when do you think you might get back on a stage after that after well you, it just depends yeah. because um, I mean now I still I still audition it just depends on the it just depends. Mm-hmm. I went yesterday for an audition for a show on FX. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't, you know, just it just depends. It just takes. I'm just going with the flow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a a nice job in that way. Is that you know you can still I can still audition and do mm-hmm. shorter shorter stints of things. Mm-hmm. TV and film mm-hmm. are easier to do. Under the now, if I understand correctly, you you are a regular on uh, uh, the House of Pain. Oh, I was my actually. This is uh, interesting, but my my husband mm-hmm. and his brother mm-hmm. are both actors, mm-hmm. um, and his brother was a regular on the show. Okay, and my husband and I were we did about we did two episodes. On okay, it. yeah. Okay, yeah. How, how did how was that experience? Um, it was one of our first um, times on on TV. Okay, and so that was really helpful. Um. We lived in Atlanta for five years before we moved to New York City. Okay. And it was a great time because we got to do a lot of things very quickly because the, the pool of actors in Atlanta is, is much smaller than here in New York. Right. So we were called upon a lot to do things that we may not have gotten cast to do here because they're just larger, just, more just, meaty things. Exactly. That, mm-hmm. you know, coming in as young people, we just wouldn't have been able to do. So it was a great experience great learning experience and something you could carry with you and feel confident when you when we came to the city we were quite confident that we could work and we had the ability to do the things we needed to do because of our experience there. And did you did you get to interact with Tyler Perry? Oh yeah, sure. And and tell us about that experience. How was that? Um just very professional, it's just the way, you know. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing spectacular. I mm-hmm. think it's it's interesting once you get to a certain point in your career and maybe you could you probably could speak for this yourself that um you know we we interact with a lot of people and mm-hmm. some of them are famous mm-hmm. um but after a while you think well you're in the room you're in the room with these exactly. people exactly you're, you're right so get past not, get get past the celebrity yeah and just right. do the work and exactly. that's that's what it was like we you know we had a job to do we were prepared. We hit our how did you how, how did you find uh, his style of managing the set? Um, he's very thorough. Mm-hmm. He's very thorough, and he he had a way of doing things that and they would be done the way he wanted them done. Everybody mm-hmm. in the set calls him Mr. Perry, mm-hmm. um, and that's the way that he mm-hmm. liked it run. I mean, mm-hmm. he was very respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Very well organized. Mm-hmm. A little fast for my taste. A little like just the just the, the amount of time we spent working on things, I didn't care for. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's known for speed. Yeah, yeah. Which mm-hmm. I don't always think equates to quality. 
Right. But um, right. but it is what it is. But it is what it is, and it was a mm-hmm. great learning experience mm-hmm. and a respectful one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And respectful is uh, very important. You just hear so many stories. There's a, uh, a colleague of mine. Um, she's a consultant. Her name is Ariane Brandt, and her practice is, is – um, being an executive coach, really, to actors mm-hmm. and people in, in the arts. And um, she always said to me that uh, she grew up in a family of different types of artists, whether they were opera singers, um, performers, actors. And she just felt that there was something about their personalities that tend to be dysfunctional, mm-hmm. you know, where it's, it's all about me. Yeah. So it's interesting how she... Got 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 into this this field. Well, you know the mm-hmm. the, the reason I think a reason the reason for that is actors. All you have is I mean you are literally selling yourself. You know you don't have another commodity. You right, don't have a, right. a great washing machine to sell, or right, you know, right. or yeah, or know, a new great car, haircut or a new car. Right. That's not what you're selling. Right. You're selling your personality to people. Mm-hmm. You're selling your 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 what you're made of. Right. So, it makes sense that mm-hmm. you might be involved with yourself because right. that's what you're selling. Now, the the problem is when that overrides the the work yeah. and um and if you're not if you don't feel totally secure with who you are, mm-hmm. that can that can cause problems. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it is part of the job. It's part mm-hmm. of the job to be aware. Right. Some of us can be a little too aware. <laughs> I will admit that. I will definitely admit that. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, the picture that they had on the Seton Hall promotion, um, your personality really shines through. And I have to say that you're, you are very down to earth uh-huh. and just, you know, just a pleasure to, uh, to, to, to interview. What advice would you give to my daughter? And her and her friends who are 16, uh, dealing with the whole issue of being cast in a play mm-hmm. and not getting the part. Um, what advice would you give a, a young person in regards to how they should manage and motivate themselves? Yeah. Well, um, you know, being rejected is a very big part of the job. I mean, that happened. I auditioned yesterday for something. I auditioned the day before, and. Um, the likelihood of me getting the part, slim. I mean, that's just the way, and that's just the nature of the business. You'll be rejected more than you will be accepted. And so you have to just understand that that's true and know that it may necessarily have nothing to do with what you did in the room to audition. Maybe because they don't like your hair. And I've, I mean, I was told a story about a very well-known actress that has dreadlocks and literally um, another actress overheard a conversation um, with the producers saying that they wouldn't cast her because of her hair but she was the best person for the job they absolutely said that she was fantastic she was the best we can't hire her because of her hair because because was it in their mind that the role required someone with different hair or, 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 I think or, that dreadlocks or, 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 can be very scary to some people. Let's okay. just say that. It's, okay. not, it's not something that I think some people can wrap their minds around. I'm right. not sure right. why, Right. but some people are more comfortable with black women with perms. Mm-hmm. Right. You can make your own <laughs> yes. determination what that's about, and I'm sure we could have a very long conversation. <laughs> <about that. laughs> Absolutely. But, um, 
but you just you don't know you know mm -hmm. so you just have to or you could be too short or mm -hmm. you could you know look too much like right you know it you know there's so there's just so many things right. you could look like their uncle that they mm -hmm. don't like i don't know but so, I, but but you know but it's also putting things in in, in its proper perspective and which which leads me to my next question in regards to here we got oprah who was not nominated for a Golden Globe. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, unfortunately, I haven't seen it, but I will see it. Oh, yes, the um, butler. The butler, because yes. uh, my mother-in-law is coming to town. It. I want to see it. But also, we have the 12 Years as a Slave, mm -hmm. um, that, that the brother in there who's phenomenal. And then we have, uh, his name is Idris, who's playing uh -huh. the part of Mandela. Yeah. Um, if, if we're going to be cast in more parts, then we need to have more productions that will mm -hmm. feature yeah. leads and that requires yeah. investment in finance. Yes, that's true. And um, I, I tell, I, I also, I teach acting as well. Mm -hmm. And I try to tell my students, you know, there's a lot of jobs you can do in, the, in this business. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be an actor. And, and for people of color, we really need... Um, People, people behind who, behind yeah. the camera. All yeah, the, people all who of are the willing to produce and yes. direct mm -hmm. and write and... Mm -hmm. um, you know, use their creativity in that way. Uh, you don't necessarily have to be seen to be effective. Do you hear of, of any um, developments in the black community where folks are really actively working towards that? I think so. Um, I know a lot more about the theater community because my husband and I are really entrenched in the theater the community theater, yes. in New York. Um, there's a lot of new theater companies. Um, mm -hmm. uh, there's a fire this time festival, like modeled after the fire, ne um, fire, the fire next time. I think mm. that's it. And um, they they foster young uh, playwrights of color okay. and put on their shows. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. so there, yes, there are mm -hmm. definitely people out there who are doing things okay. to try to, you know, to. Try you know, to I think you're going to inspire me to do a series on. Uh, film and theater and how the African community is involved in that. A good yeah. friend of mine, do you know Pete Chapman, by the way? No, I can't say um, You ever heard of the film Premium? No. Okay, um, he's an independent director. Um, he did this film with um, Zoe Zaldana, mm -hmm. uh, Hill Harper. Mm -hmm. This is before they all, mm -hmm. before up. before <laughs> she, she blew up. Mm -hmm. Frankie Frazon was, was, was oh, in yeah. it. I yeah, and uh, Pete, he teaches at NYU. Mm-hmm. Um, in the uh, in the film film course, but yeah, it's a matter of getting folks together to talk about synergies and how um, mm -hmm. you know things can happen if 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 folks organize themselves. Yeah, it's it's important and it's necessary. But uh, I will say that you know we were able to talk about three films, mm -hmm. and then we didn't even talk about Fruitville Station or the Best Man Holiday. Right. You know, so there's a lot. Right, I think right. I think that um, and we have Shonda Rhimes. And mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So. I do feel like things are starting to there's there's shift. movement there's, there's movement. movement there's movement um, and the, the question is like how do you it's it's some slow movement yeah yeah how do we push that process along i think is a really right and tyler perry of course is is adding a lot to that yeah, with with with, with, with the production in his own way yes mm -hmm. absolutely but that's important i think too that there must i think i mean we don't we don't question you know, ma mainstream films. The I mean, we have everything from mm -hmm. you know Adam Sandler and mm -hmm. um, Ben Stiller to right. to you know. Um, How about the guys Robert who Niro, who, so who who, who need who, the same thing in the black community? That's right. How about the guys who uh, are friends 
and they did the movie Pineapple Express. They had that last movie about the world is coming to an end. I mean, mm-hmm. They said, hey, yeah. we're having fun. We're, we're, we're making yeah. this movie, having fun, and it's a real silly yeah. movie. But Yeah, and there's know. room for all of that. I mean, yeah. I mean, the problem is in the past we've had because of, because of well, we'll just put it out there, I mean, because of racism, because of mm-hmm. the way our country was right. formed in a lot of ways, we started off with some very negative and bad images of African Americans, and we're still trying to right. we're still trying to fix right. that. So we got to ba- So there's you know there's got to be that balance. They you can know, be the buffoonery, but there also has to be something with more weight. In ab- it. Absolutely. Recently, um, I interviewed two gentlemen uh, on a book that they had written called Einstein on Race and Racism, and I read the book and I said I got to have these guys on the program mm-hmm. because I, number one, I didn't know that Einstein was. Uh, very active in the uh, move against racism in the United States. And um, also a New Jersey native, was he not? That's right. Yeah. New Jersey native, um, Princeton. And um, Paul Robinson was a good friend of his. Oh, my goodness. You know. Yeah. So um, if you get a chance, go on iTunes and, and listen to the interview. Uh, but they're trying to bring this story to the screen and I said to them don't limit yourself to the screen because it could be a beautiful theater mm-hmm. a theater play Absolutely. as well um, but yeah so there's a there's a lot of good stories out there to tell because a lot of people don't know that when W. Du Bois was uh, being charged with something in court Einstein showed up to the courtroom and, and then the judge took a break true story and then dismissed all the charges Goodness. because Einstein came in to support W. Du Bois yeah. You know, it's that type of that type of history that um, we need to 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 get out there. And that's what I love about this medium. You can you can do that in a way that people and you can craft it in a way that people actually be entertained and want to listen. Right. That's right. That's right. So what what has been one of your most challenging moments as as an actor? You know, interesting enough, I have to say now that I'm going to be a parent. Mm -hmm. It's a new it's a new thing. The other the other things I've been able to. Uh, navigate mm-hmm. and negotiate because they have to do with you know just me saying okay um, let me look at this situation let me mm-hmm. evaluate this situation right. and you know I can do A B or C but having a child is a very big fat unknown <laughs> <laughs> sleepless nights yeah, <laughs> change already, of diapers yeah, already, you know? so I would say that so far this has been the biggest challenge I um, I am not sure how it will change my life but I know mm. I know it will and the it's all good, though. <laughs> good. That's it is, good to know. it is. It is. It is all good. We we just have uh, Bailey, our, our daughter, sixteen, and um, I had to chill out. My wife taught me how to chill out as a parent yeah. and um, go with the flow. And I, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying her high school years. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think I'm, I mean this this program is about being a leader, and I think. I was thinking about that when, um, mm-hmm. before I came here, and I thought, okay, but yeah, part of part of being a leader is is a good one. I think is learning how to follow. Oh yes. But not always. So yeah. in this particular situation, I think, well, I, I'm going to have to follow this child's lead in a way. I'm going to have to follow something I'm not really sure about, and I have to be okay with that. And, and um, it's going to teach you how to be flexible. Yeah, flexible. Exactly. Yeah. Already. Yeah. You know, that, so. when um, when when Deb and I got married uh, she always liked her food piping hot everything had to be hot had to be you know when, when the food was hot she was ready to eat well with a child yeah the food is no longer <laughs> piping hot you know yeah it gets 
and, and I and I watched and I watched how she adjusted and, and mm-hmm. because the focus was on Bailey. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that's I think so far that's been the biggest challenge. Everything else is, I mean, you have some heartaches and you have some hardships. You want a role, you don't mm-hmm. get a role. Mm-hmm. You know, you you work on yourself as a person, and mm-hmm. so it's all been very self driven mm-hmm. up until this point. So. And and how do you refine your craft? Yeah, as I say, keep the blade sharp. Yeah, sure. Uh, you just, um, like I said, I was just doing this 10-day workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things you can do. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter um, where you do them. Right. Just keep doing them. I right. think that that's another great, um, I don't know, a, a tool. A tool, absolutely. Um, in this business, you have to keep working. You have mm-hmm. to keep working in some way yes. to find a way to be right. creative, even if that means... You're gonna call a friend, and you guys are gonna read a play, or mm-hmm. you're gonna go see something. You're gonna right. go see a film, or you're gonna go see a play, right. or um, you're Crystal, gonna read something. Believe it or not, our time has flown well, by. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with the great Seton Hall alumni and Broadway actor Crystal Dickinson. Crystal, I want to thank you for coming on the program. It's been a real pleasure and honor to have you oh, here. Same here. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for this weekend. Uh, this is Darrell Gunter, your host of Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM, streaming on the net at WSOU.net. And we're on the located on the campus of Seton Hall University. And also, if you missed any part of this broadcast, please go to iTunes U under Seton Hall University. You'll see the program leadership, and you'll see Crystal Dickinson's interview there. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Remember, leadership begins with you.